This week on the Swear Wolves, we talk about that '80s movie. Uh, what was it called? Um, uh, um, Night of the. Swear Wolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. And today is the night of the podcast. We're going to talk about movies that begin with the words night of the. <laughs> there are a lot of them. There's a lot, There's of, them. A lot of them. We picked. We're going to talk th- about every single one. We're going to talk about every single one. <laughs> uh, we picked three. We could have picked much more. We could have picked Night of the Living Dead, but we're going to save that one for when we talk about George Romero uh, in Zombie type films um there's a couple other ones not night of the lepus night oh, of the, the lepus the yeah mm-hmm. yeah night of the night of the night <laughs> i was looking up night of the there's movies so many and i can think of none yeah i can think of none right now but uh the first one we'll kind of go chronologically the first one is night of the comet now i saw this movie probably i saw it on vhs Probably about 86. Yeah. Oh, wow. It came out in 84. It came out in 84. I saw it in about 86. My my parents rented it. And I just remember loving this movie when I saw it when I was a kid. I thought the concept... I, and you got to understand, too, is around 86 is when Haley's Comet was coming back. Right. So I, I'm wondering, like... Well, I'm sure the impetus behind the movie was, hey, Haley's Comet is coming in two years. I'm Let's sure it was an inspiration. Yeah. And then I'm wondering if people like thought that Haley's Comet would turn bring, everyone into red dust. <laughs> turn everybody into red dust or <laughs> <And> zombies. zombies. <clears throat> that was the thing. That's the thing about this movie, too, is it crosses a lot of genres. Yeah, it really within does. the movie. Like you have some zombie, you have some this teen comedy kind of elements. Yeah. yeah. Um so the movie stars, what's her name? Catherine, Catherine Mary Stewart. Yeah, Catherine Mary Stewart. Catherine Mary Stewart. As and, Reggie. And Kelly Maroney. As Samantha. Yep. And um, Commander Chicote from Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the actor's name, but he plays... Uh, uh, Robert Beltran. There you go. He's Commander Chicote. He'll always be Chicote to we'll me. We'll call him Chicote. <laughs> um, so the basic premise is this. Uh, Reggie works at um a movie theater el rey yeah with her boyfriend and they the it's the night that this comet is going to sweep across the skies and everybody's out there partying it's right before christmas which was interesting too because i was like this is kind of a christmas movie. i thought the same thing I was like, oh yeah it's got christmas music and uh-huh. yeah. um everyone, everybody's partying yeah everyone's anticipating yep and so she's like i'm gonna stay here with my boyfriend and he's going to sell this rare print of this movie to some, to some dude. So we're staying. Yeah, he's got a, like a side hustle. Yeah. So they're staying in, in the movie theater overnight. And um, her sister, Kelly Maroney is at home while her stepmom is having this party. The stepmom punches. Yeah. They don't get along. <laughs> Kelly Maroney. So she goes and runs away, but just spends the night in like some a shed, uh, shed. Or something, right? That seems great. Cause like the mom slaps Kelly Maroney and then Kelly Maroney slaps her back, and then the mom just decks her. her. And yeah. then she goes full-on back uh, somersault <laughs> into, <laughs> into the next to the TV. Uh, I like uh, when they're having the party, uh, she says, you were born with an asshole, Doris. Uh, you don't need Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the mom's cheating on their dad. Yeah, yeah. with uh, Chuck. Who's, who's off in Guatemala or wherever the hell he is uh, with the service. 
Um, but he did bring his daughters up, right? He brought them up to shoot guns, mm-hmm. <laughs> play video games, play video games. Yeah. yeah that was the other thing we is that a, Reg is playing Tempest, uh, Tempest at the beginning. Yeah. We got a Tempest cabaret cameo. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's asteroids, asteroids, deluxe and a Tempest cabaret. Yep. I love that Tempest cabaret. I do too. Yeah. If I was going to get a Tempest, get which I love Tempest, I think that's one of the better vector games that Atari came out with. Yeah. I've owned Tempest three times. <laughs> yeah. I currently do not own one. I've had it I, once. I would own it a fourth time. <laughs> would you? Yeah. I like yeah. Tempest. You don't like it? I like it. I, I had one once before, but. Uh, I have the uh, the arcade one up that they just came oh, out yeah. with. Oh, yeah. That yeah. has like 12 games on it and Tempest is one of them. And it's a pretty good emulation. Yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. vector, but it gives it gets the job done. Yeah. I, I thought it was cool how, uh, you know, they, they kept it uh, original in the movie. Usually you have alternate sounds to avoid copyright but uh it was she was definitely playing tempest yeah that happens in a movie that we watched this uh oh it's it's night of the demons we'll we'll get to that yeah, where we'll the sound that. effects we'll get to that one <laughs> but um th- this one yeah she's she's playing tempest she sets um, all the high scores except for one except for one dmk is uh mm-hmm. number six don't we know someone with dmk initials those initials sound so familiar mm-hmm. in arcade games anyways <laughs> probably yeah um so she spends the night. Kelly Maroney spends the night elsewhere. Everybody else in the whole world, they're in Los Angeles, but everybody else is watching the comet outside. And they're all out there when the comet comes. And then the mom, the stepmom, she, her skin starts getting irritated and she starts like looking at it. And then we cut to next morning. Yeah. Reg and her girlfriend and her boyfriend wake up and He's like, ah, this guy has never brought back this print that he's supposed to bring back. Yeah, he was waiting for something. He was pissed off. He was so mad. That's what inspired him to rape uh, Uma Thurman and kill Bill. He eventually becomes <laughs> Buck. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the same actor. Same guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that's pretty angry. Um, so he goes outside. Here's a knock at the door. So he opens the door and is this zombie homeless man. Who kills him? Yep, and yeah. the zombie talks. So that was one thing that's a little bit different in this movie. Uh, some of the zombies speak. And the zombies like, "Come here." Yeah. Hey, the zombie wasn't the guy with the print, was it? No. Okay. No, it was just some homeless. Just man. some homeless guy. Yeah. Okay. And so I always wondered. Reg Reg goes outside, and then she notices that. She doesn't even really notice. It's kind of like Shaun of the Dead. It's like, you know, things are quiet, she but she doesn't yeah, really notice. Yeah, there's nobody on the streets, and then there's like weird red dust everywhere. And Yeah, but then she sees the the zombie homeless man, and she's going to get attacked. So she hops on a motorcycle and bails. Yeah. And then she comes to like a stoplight, and she looks over, and there's a car just sitting there parked at yeah. the stoplight With playing Christmas music. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, something's wrong. She goes home. And she finds that outside there's all the clothes and just red dust where people were. Yeah. She goes inside. She's looking around and Kelly Maroney's there dressed in her cheerleader outfit. And she's oblivious. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I want to mention this. When I was 10 years old and I saw this movie, I thought Kelly Maroney was so cute. And I like had a huge crush on her. (laughs) And this was before the internet. So I didn't know how to look up any movie. I didn't know what the actress's name was. I didn't know how to do anything like that. (laughs) But I just remember having a a, a crush on her at that point in time where I was like, (laughs) she was awesome. And so Reg is trying to tell her like, hey, look, we uh, we're the only ones left. Everybody's dead. Yeah. And she's not believing it. And she takes her outside. She's like, where are the kids? It's Saturday morning. Where are the kids? Nobody's to be found. Yeah. So they ultimately decide to go to the radio station because radios are playing. Yeah. And they're like, maybe somebody's there. You know, he's talking about the temperature in LA. So maybe he's still alive. They go to the radio station to only discover that it's on a pre recorded, pre recorded, pre recorded, like top 40 Rick D's type countdown. Meanwhile, Chicote comes in. And Chicote. he's like, let me see your eyes. Yeah, he's armed. Yeah, he's pointing a gun at him. Yeah. And he's like, okay, you guys are cool. Sorry I did that. They end up talking, and he's like a truck driver, and he's on his way down to San Diego. And because I think that's where his family lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, he's yeah, going to see his mom or something. 
And he was talking about how he picked up this hitchhiker and they spent the night together. And then the hitchhiker got killed yeah, by some zombie like person. And this is also intercut with flashes of like this underground government. Yeah. Program uh, think tank. I think is what they are. Yeah. And they've, they knew that the comet was going to bring something. And so they hid themselves and now they're, they're knowing the effects of the comet on people that got exposed to it. Like little bit exposed over a course of time, they'll start developing into these zombies. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're trying to come up with a serum. So they're trying to find survivors so they can take the blood of the survivors and Make a serum. Yeah. Right. And Kelly Maroney is playing around uh, in the, the DJ booth and, and is broadcasting. And that's how they find out. That's how the think tank group finds out about them. Yeah. They hear they her. They hear her say, we're the only ones left. And those people yeah. who have finals, good for you. Cause you won't have to. <laughs> yeah. These are high school girls too. So um, anyway, Chicote is like, I got to go down to San Diego to see my family. I'll come back for you guys. Yeah. And Reg is like falling in love with him because you know, there's two girls and one guy, and so she wants the guy. Which there was a there was something that you couldn't get away with these days, where Kelly Maroney's oh, like, "Oh yeah, she she's calls like, him something." Yeah, she's like, uh, "What if he's gay?" But she doesn't use "gay" as yeah. the adjective. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, "You can't say that anymore." <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, they decide to go shopping. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this scene reminded me a lot of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, of, yeah, you know, yeah. They, they go the to the mall. mall. And they're trying on clothes. And Girls just want to have fun as yeah. planned. They're dancing around. It's very fun. Yeah. But they're not alone. No. <laughs> There's a group of like stock boys. Yeah. Stock boys. These guys are weird. They are really weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wrote uh, the Willie, the lead stock boy. He sounds like Jason Lee. Like he's got Jason Lee's voice, but he looks like one of the like ghoul creatures from a uh, dark city. Yeah. If you ever saw that movie. Yeah, the voice, his voice is very exaggerated too. And, yeah. and he also has a jacket on. This as Willie. Like, Willie. yeah, that's his name. Like, in case he forgets. <laughs> uh, Willie's the name being a fucking creep is my name. Yeah. And they're all wearing sunglasses. Yep. Yeah. And they're in the dark they're cool. and they're shooting. Yeah. They have a shootout. Yeah. They have a shootout, which is a pretty good shootout. Yeah. Actually. Well, don't we also learn later on that part of that transformation process is uh, sensitivity Eyes. to light? Yeah. So I because think that's why they're wearing the sunglasses. Even Willie takes off his sunglasses and he's all fucked oh, up yeah, looking. Oh, yeah, yeah, And so they're going to kill these girls for whatever reason. I mean, I guess because they're zombies, right? And they're evil now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I guess so. <laughs> they're turning into evil people. Um, but right at the last minute, the group of uh, scientists and government employees comes and uh, shoots the bad guys. And saves Kelly Maroney and Reg. Yeah. And um, they take Reg back to the lair, but they think that Kelly Maroney they is she's infected. Been exposed. Yeah. Now, the girl, the lead scientist, is the same woman who was in uh, the other movie with Kelly Maroney, um, Chopping Mall. Yeah, that's right. She's at the beginning. Oh, yeah. She looked yeah. really familiar. I was trying to place her. Yeah. Okay. I forget sense. her name, but she's, uh, she's an actress yeah. that was in that movie as well. But she kind of has a heart. And she's like, I don't want to kill this girl. Well, we don't know at first. Yes, that's true. Yeah. But it's kind of, kind of you kind of can guess. But yeah. she's like, I don't really want to kill Kelly Maroney because they're like, she's infected because she gets hives. Mm-hmm. And they think her hives are a condition of that she's going through the transformation. Yeah. So she gives her a shot and puts her to sleep. And we think she's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she tells the other scientists that she's dead. She's dead. She's dead. She's infected. And then the other scientist is like, "Well, we got to wait for Chicote to come because they said he was coming back." And she's like, "I don't think he's coming back." But uh, he does. He does eventually, and he's dressed like Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> he's gonna like <laughs> bring him presents. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because he's the only guy left on the world, so he's got to try to woo these uh-huh. women. Yeah. You know, he doesn't care if they're yeah, sisters. Kelly Maroney basically tells her that he's coming back to the radio station. Yeah, so they go back and, and kind of intercept him. But meanwhile, the the one scientist kills the other, the, the dude scientist, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she is infected herself. She's going to die. Yeah. But she's losing her memory, and that's one of the kind of yeah. signs but she wrote down all these instructions she spelled chicote yeah she, she spelled the word memory wrong yeah 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 and she's like here you go chicote go save reg and these people are going to do bad things to her and there's these two kids mm-hmm. that they captured as well yeah uh little kids 
And so he gets it. And then he shows up at the, at the uh, bunker dressed mm-hmm. as a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> he's driving a convertible. Yeah. He gives him the finger. Yeah. He's like, I want to show you something in my trunk. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got this dead girl. And he pops up the trunk and there's Kelly Maroney laying there dead. And the guy's like, huh? And then she comes out and they kill him. Yeah. She's, she's still alive. She just gave her sodium pentothal or something, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't know. And meanwhile, they're, they're interrogating, they're questioning, (laughs) they're questioning in the meantime, they're questioning Reggie, the, the, the sister. And, you know, she's asking like, you know, what'd you do with my sister? And they're like, she's dead. Yeah. Yeah. But when she asked them like, what did you do with my sister? And I was thinking you ditched her, you moron. You left in the helicopter. You left her behind. Yeah. Well, you know, not they every, were, not they were waving at each other. It's not like, every movie's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, so Reg is, Reg escapes and she gets the kids. Yeah, there's two kids that they have. Yep. And they they all escape. They and get they, in the they, car with Hector. Hector and Kelly Maroney and they're going to leave and uh, Hector has doused the cars in gasoline. Yeah. And they all blow up. Yeah. Yep. And now it's a couple days later, I guess. And Reg and Hector ha- are a couple and they've adopted the two kids. <laughs> yeah, they're all dressed up. I think Hector's wearing like a tuxedo or something, yep. isn't he? And, and Kelly Maroney's on one side of the street. They're on this side of the street. And the crosswalk is saying, don't walk. And she's like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, we're waiting for the walk signal. She goes, you guys are idiots. You can just walk. There's yeah, nobody there's no else. Cars. <laughs> so she walks out in the middle of the street. She's like, see, we're the only ones here. And out of nowhere comes this car, this convertible Mercedes. And he's like, and he stops right in front of her. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And it's this young guy. Yeah. And and she like, you was, shouldn't cross against the light. <laughs> and she was kind of depressed because she didn't have a guy. Yeah. But now she sees this guy. And he's like, I got 23 more of these cars. Do you want to <laughs> You want to go for a ride? And she's like, oh, most you definitely. all of them? Yeah. So she gets in and they drive away. And the license plate is DMK. Yeah. He was it's the, the guy. guy. He was the Tempest guy. <laughs> Cut two credits. And that's Night of the Comet. That's Night of the Comet. I love this movie. Do you? I think this movie is a lot of fun. I... Uh, enjoy all the elements of it. What did I write down? Um, good elements of the zombie and the end of the world type um, genre of films. I thought it was funny. I think the, I mean, it's cheesy. It's yeah. 1984, but for what it is, it, it's a really fun movie. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of like a precursor to like a Buffy, the vampire slayer kind of mm-hmm. movie where you take these Valley girl types and, you know, make them into heroes. Um, and I also like that it kind of plays on like generational stereotypes where I think like the scientists assume that these ditzy girls, you know, are, are weak um, and they kind of prove them wrong. Yep. Uh, and I kind of like they're badasses. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I gave it three Pamela Voorhees heads, by the way. Okay. I also gave it three. <laughs> oh, that's it? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> For all the reasons Brett said. <laughs> I gave it one and a half. You suck. Why? One and a half? I've seen this before. I watched it again. Um, Oh, Lord. This is the one you didn't like? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What does that say about the other two? I don't know. But we'll talk about it. Wow. Um, No, I really wanted to like Night of the Comet. I used to own it. I've seen it before. Uh, I gave it another viewing. It has its moments. There's some good moments, but there's there's also I think there's a lot of lacking parts in the dialogue where it's just kind of like, oh, it's a cheesy movie for sure. Yeah. You know, it, it was just there were parts where I was just like underwhelmed and there were parts that kind of dragged, you know, like I didn't really care for these characters. Um, I thought they were entertaining at parts, but, you know, there there was there was no little to none character development. Uh, with any of them you know like why should i care when hector goes back to san diego and you know he's at his mom's house it's like you know i don't know who this guy is like he's chicote <laughs> he's a human being Helen. one I of mean, the last like like there there were some there were some bright spots in some of the dialogue like with you know the interaction with uh samantha and the stepmom like i thought that was you know a pretty cool scene um what about the mall scene the shootout and everything willie big willie you know, I, I, again, I was like, you know, why, 
why do I care about any of these characters? It was, you know, who are these stock boys? What's, what's their history? It was just, you know, just, they, it's like, they were just thrown out there into this movie where, you know, it, it just didn't seem it had an, it didn't seem to me it had any value See, to, to me it. If we're like, if we're c- comparing this movie to like a Dawn of the Dead, which has, you know, like I mentioned a very similar mall type scene, the stock boys are the biker gang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same deal. Like I don't really know their backstory either, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of fun. No, um, and as far as the character development goes, I think you do find enough about the main two girls. Agreed. To care about them, I mean, you know that Reg is kind of like the older sister who's always perfect. Yeah. And you know Kelly Maroney's kind of like the ditzy cheerleader who always gets her boyfriends or soon to be boyfriends she yeah. hopes stolen by her older prettier sister yeah i mean i don't hate the movie i just apparently I, you do you only gave it one and a half heads <laughs> I, I, it could have been worse it could have been worse it could have been a half what or even one it could not have been but no, no there were no yeah it could have but there there were some there were some good moments there were some good moments but it, you're insane no no like there were some good moments but overall i was just kind of waiting for it to end to be ah. honest with you I uh, like that. Um, another thing I just think is cool about the movie is done on a very low budget. Obviously, there's yeah. not a whole lot of gore. Um, the even the makeup effects are minimal. Um, I think it's neat. The, just the shots of the streets of Los Angeles. That my understanding is because they didn't have the budget, they couldn't shut down yeah. streets. Like they did that between lights. Like oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Red light. Quick. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> get running place. out there. Yeah, I just I think the dialogue car, car. I, game on. I think the dialogue could have been a little better. I think it could have been better written. Listen, oh, I sure. think there's a lot of things that could have been better about the film. Yeah, but I think for what it is, I it's entertaining as hell. It's got a cool. See, I wasn't entertained. I thought there were some good moments, but throughout like the entire movie, I was just like, you're yeah. bored. There, yeah, I was bored. There was a lot. There were scenes in between. There were there were interactions between the characters where the dialogue was just next to nothing. I was just like, you know, there was hardly anything there. Yeah. I don't own this movie and I don't know why I don't own this movie. Cause I really do want to own this movie. Cause I feel like it's a movie I'd watch once a year. Yeah. yeah. And now that I remember that it's a Christmas time movie, yeah. I'll probably watch it in December. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in the rotation. Yep. So I thought, I thought Jack Frost was more interesting. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and you gave that a good rating. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I didn't give it three heads. You gave it two. Did I? Yeah. I gave this one and a half. Well, all right. I gave Jack Frost two. <laughs> you, yeah, you're insane. Okay. <laughs> uh, two out of three swearwolves agree that this is a three-head movie. Yeah. So that means you should watch it. Okay. Uh, if we take the average, what is that? Seven and a half divided by three is what? Two two something five or something I don't know. yeah so it's got an average rating of just above two between the three of us yeah check it out with the two most important i'm not saying I'm not, I'm not saying don't watch it i'm not saying don't watch it, well, check see, it one out. and a half to me means don't watch it no no it doesn't okay, but that's the rating scale <laughs> i know there's a rating scale but it doesn't mean watch it or don't gotta, watch it we gotta establish what the heads mean because one and a half to me means don't watch it two is the cutoff it doesn't matter what we rate it. You guys no. I hate when we fight like this. No, whoever's watching it, no, give it a watch and form your own opinion. It's That's what it's about. Agreed. Check it out. Yeah. I I do think check it out. Um okay. I think it's a great movie. Um moving right along chronologically to our next film, Night of the Creeps. David, I'm going to let you talk about this one cuz oh I God. feel like you have a lot to say about this one. Um This movie came out in 1986, by the way. Yeah, um, uh, directed by Fred Decker, um, who also did The Monster Squad yes. and RoboCop 3. And I think that's it. I don't think he's directed any other movies. <laughs> Monster Squad got a call out in this movie. Oh, it yeah, did. Monster Squad Rules, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like graffiti or something. Yeah. 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 Didn't Monster Squad come out later? <laughs> I thought so. Monster Squad's 87. Yeah, so maybe yeah. he was so working. The, this, was, this was 86. Night of the Creeps is his first movie. That's yeah, then Monster Squad. So he had it written or something. Yeah. Yeah. So Night of the Creeps opens with, it starts out really weird. We're on a spaceship and there's these little alien guys running around. Naked Naked aliens. Yeah. And one of them's got like a canister. And then we see like alien language 
uh, and then we get uh, English subtitles, which I thought like, was interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like uh, you know, don't let him, don't let the experiment get off the ship. And basically, uh, we see something shoots out of the ship and heads towards Earth. And then we go to 1959, and we get some doo wop music. Like we get uh, "Put Your Head on My Shoulder" yep. by Paul Anka. Come, let's stroll. I love oh, yeah, we get the stroll. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I thought this was a nice touch. When it goes to 1959, it's in black and white. Yep. And this is during the opening credits, and the credits are in like color, which is a kind of just a neat juxtaposition. And the fonts all very horror and cheesy looking. Very Pleasantville. Yes. <laughs> and. So it's sorority row, uh, sorority row. Uh, it's black and white. This guy's got his girlfriend at like a makeout spot. This cop comes up to him and he's, and he, he, you can tell he recognizes the girl and he's like, Hey, you guys need to move along. And right about that time, a meteor or something, we know what it is, uh, hits the earth. The guy's like, I'm going to go check this out. Can I, can I just interject here? Never check out a meteor. No, don't do it. We've done a few movies. Uh, don't and don't look at it. Don't get close to it. <laughs> Creep show uh, with Jordy when he goes and touches the meteor and yeah. he turns into a moss man. Slither, slither, slither alien, alien. Anytime there's a meteor, you get <laughs> the fuck or away. Or an egg or something like. Don't stick your face near it. So nope. homeboy sticks his face near it, um, and a slug pops out. And uh, gets him right in the mouth. Now, meanwhile, his he left his girlfriend in the car. Yeah, and the girlfriend is listening to the radio, and we hear an announcement. There's a murderer, uh, an escaped mental patient who's got an axe, and he's at the he's by the Corman University, which I thought was a nice little nod. He's on his way to Corman University. There's a few nods on Route movie. 66. Yeah, a bunch. yeah. and uh, she looks over at the sign, and like we see the Corman University. She turns she's the like, headlights Shit. on. Shit! It says Corman University, yeah. Route 66. <laughs> she's all fuck. So then we see uh, from the behind the uh, the axe murderer. He's walking towards the car, uh, and he kills her. We think, yeah, because or then we, it cuts. We see to, the axe swing, right? Yep, and mm-hmm. then it cuts to. That's the nineteen jumps to jumps to nineteen eighty six pledge week. Yep, pledge week at the uh, at the university. We got these geeky uh, guys who um, you know want to be popular. Um, we've got Chris. Uh, Chris Romero is our is our hero, and he's just kind of a a geeky guy in a Cosby sweater. Yeah, he's he's the knockoff Rusty from uh, National oh, yeah, Lampoon's yeah, European, European <laughs> Vacation. That's right. That's why I saw him, and I'm like, is that the fake Rusty? Yep. Because they couldn't get Anthony Michael Hall back. And then we got JC, uh, who's his his sidekick buddy, who's disabled, needs his crutches. And he's dressed like Magnum P.I., uh, meets the, John Popper from Blues Traveler. He's got a real weird getup on him. <laughs> um, post-stomach stapling John Popper, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they all have last names of horror yeah. people. So his was Romero. And his, mm-hmm. and JC, I think it's James, not John, but I think Carpenter is his middle name. And yep. then, is it? Uh, and then the girl is... Um, and then what's his, what's JC's last name? Hooper. Hooper. That's yeah. right. Yep. And yeah. the girl that they meet is um, Cynthia Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Go ahead. So he sees Cynthia or Cindy. They kind of go back and forth on the name <laughs> uh, at this uh, at this party, and she's looking. You know, she's really pretty, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, I saw the girl in my dreams. I want to go talk to her." <laughs> um, the buddy JC, uh, who's just funny and kind of witty and just doesn't care. He's comfortably awkward. Just goes right up to her. Um, and then she's got a douchebag boyfriend named Brad. Oh, Brad. And he's like your typical frat guy creep. I, I wrote the down here. The, bra- wrote, the Bradster. <laughs> They're always Brad. Brad or Brett is another one. Oh, I fucking hate my name. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So, and then, but I wrote down douchebags and frats always have douchey hair. Yeah. And this guy is the worst slash best douchey hair that I've ever seen. Like his makes Johnny from. Uh, Karate, Karate Kid. He's got like the, yeah, the yeah. platinum blonde hair. Yeah. He makes him look simple. Yeah. And he's got a sidekick guy with a unibrow. Oh. <laughs> it was like Revenge of the Nerds type uh, uh, casting here. And like, his name was Steve. And I think uh, this was before uh, <laughs> yeah, unibrow had even entered the lexicon. So like JC yeah. says, this, look at this guy. He's got one continuous eyebrow. He's a bozo. He's the <laughs> <Yeah>. missing link. <laughs> JC's the greatest. Oh, so um, Brad basically tells these two geeks like, "Hey, I'll tell you what. If you guys go down to the the lab at the school and get a corpse." Well, wait a second. They want to join the frat. Yeah, they want to. They want to join the frat so they can get so he can get the girl. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So he's like, tell you what, you guys go down, steal a corpse and put it on the lawn of one of the other fraternities, I think. Sororities. Yeah, sororities. Um, and you're in. So they're like, all right. So they go down uh, to the lab and they find a frozen guy. Um, and it's the guy from the beginning of the movie. 1959. That, yeah, from 1959. He's been chilling literally down there. For <laughs> he, a, he's yeah. the guy who got the slug. Time. Got the slug in the mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cryogenically um, frozen. And I don't remember what the button says, but JC pushes pushes a button. It's basically like the don't, like put, defrost, <laughs> don't push the defrost button. The open button. <laughs> what I did like about this, though, it's so um, over the top cartoony. This movie is in general. Oh, the, little, the control panels. The and control the, panels yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah, all it's the like lights. All the lights blinking. It's like something out of the Jetsons. No light does anything. It's no, something out of the 50s or 60s. Yeah, it's yeah. very yeah, they, it's very they, inspired. And they by. have a little conversation about cryogenics and stuff. <laughs> uh, so they let the guy out, uh, or they, they unthaw him, and they think they've got a corpse, so they're like grabbing him, and then the guy grabs back. So like, oh my God, this guy's alive. So they take yeah. off just running. Well, one of them runs. One of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Other no, the- is that guy really in real life? Is he paralyzed? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think. Know. I don't think so. Probably not. I don't know. Because that's an interesting choice to make yeah. for a character. Yeah. But anyway, so he he uh, crutches his way out of there. Yeah, and then and um, the scientist, the scientist who was supposed to be in that room, comes and sees them running away. He's like, "What are they doing?" Yeah. Yeah, and then um, at that point, does the frozen guy kill the the, the lab tech guy? Well, he. He, or he uh, shoots a slug into his mouth. Shoots yeah. a slug into his mouth. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to Tom Atkins, <laughs> who's a cop. Uh, his phone rings, and he's got the the catchphrase "Thrill me." That's how he answers the phone, and that's how he <laughs> greets people. He also has he also has um, I forget his name. It's like Detective, um, whatever. And they're always like Detective so and so, Sergeant Ramy. Yeah, Sergeant yeah. Ramy. Yeah, Sam Ramy. By the way. Yeah. Right. Um, Sergeant Ramey, he's like, no, Bozo the Clown. And he's like, Sergeant Ramey? Well, Tom Atkins no, is a Ramey. Moose. He's somebody else, right? He's Ramey's like one of the no, other cops. Yeah, uh, Tom Atkins is is, is uh, Cameron, Ray uh, Cameron. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. there is a Sergeant Ramey, oh, okay. and then anyway. there's also a Detective Landis. <laughs> I should also back up. Our first introduction to Tom Atkins isn't even him getting the phone call. He's having a dream, and he's on like a wearing a white tuxedo, and he's on a beach drinking a drink out of a coconut, and a woman oh, in, a, yeah. in a bikini hands him a drink. <laughs> yeah. And he just looks like a badass. And then all of a sudden, like his phone rings. Well, no, and then he flashes to coming upon oh that's right that's right yeah yeah he, he has a flashback of yeah. himself uh back in 1959 yeah but but he looks like how he does now so yeah. it's us you know finding out okay he and was the cop let's not be yeah, let's not bury yeah. the lead he yeah. was the cop who came across the couple in the yeah. 1959 the, the girl who was killed by the axe murder was, was his, his high school was his sweetheart yes, yes. and yes. she was with another and he, guy and he had blown it and yeah and she broke <clears> up with him and <clears> he <throat> decided to become a cop yep so, uh, <laughs> Tom Atkins, by the way, has some of the best lines. Oh in this my movie. God. Yeah. There, there's so many, <laughs> this movie is the most notes I think I've ever taken for a movie that we reviewed. So I'm going to try yeah. to move through this pretty quickly. Um, but Tom Atkins, he, he has to go to the scene of the crime. Um, everything kind of looks eerily familiar. Like, um, you know, the, one of the, the victims, like his face is kind of split up and almost looks like an ax wound. Um, yep. you know, he's just kind of nervous and, um, he even says, what is this, a homicide or a bad B movie? Uh, that was kind of a nice little little wink. Uh, so he comes across the crime scene, and then also... Oh, yeah, Ramey's there, and he's like, are you going to straighten this out, Ramey, or am I going to have to play... What is it? I'm gonna, or am I going to play Pooh Patrol with your nightstick? <laughs> I thought that was kind of a funny line, too. But also, um, the, the main girl, Cindy, is back at her sorority, and a corpse appears at her window. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so now they get called there because then the corpse, his head splits open yeah, that's and right. it falls down to the and ground. that's the axe wound head. Yeah. And that's the axe wound head. And just so happens that the sorority, the house mother's house next to the sorority used to be a field. And that's, and Tom Atkins is like acting really weird about it. Yeah. We don't know why, yeah, but he's like, what the fuck is going on? But we do find out why. Yeah. We do yeah. find out in a little bit, but he he's somehow thinking that the ax murderer is back yeah, from 25 years prior or whatever happened 27 years prior. And so he is questioning people. Well, also the jan- the night janitor saw the two kids running yeah. and screaming, screaming like, like banshees. banshees. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so they bring them in for questioning, uh, JC and, um, 
uh, Chris, what was his name? Yeah, Chris and Chris. JC. Yeah, they bring them in for questioning. They're like, you guys stole a body. And they're like, we didn't, we broke in, yes, but we didn't take anything. Yeah. And we were screaming like banshees. <laughs> <laughs> the night janitor ends up getting it. Yeah. He gets killed by the scientist guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he gets a slug in his face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like these slugs are transferring themselves from person to person. To right. And it even gets in a cat. Yeah. 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 Um, does it get in a dog too? It gets into the dog. Yeah. The, uh, the oh, dog yeah, that belongs to the, uh, the uh, house, house mother. Yep. Yeah. So JC or um, Chris bumps into Cindy uh, on the street and JC's with him and JC's going to be a good pal and uh, exit so that the two can have a conversation. Well, they go for a walk. They go for a walk. Cause I, Cindy's like, look, this, this was a zombie basically. Yeah. And really like when Cindy greets him, she's like, Hey Chris. And he's like, <laughs> he has like a, a nervous voice crack. Yeah. So that I'd like that. Uh, JC was like, Hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I was like, Oh, that's nice. He's showing himself out. But no, he really had to take yeah, a dump. That's what I said. I go, Oh, he really did go yeah, to the he's, bathroom. He's pooping yeah. in this scene. <laughs> oh, so he's in a stall and there's uh, uh, a striper rules. I think there's yeah. some weird graffiti striper rules because I come to find out, I think the person who did like costuming or something was dating, was dating and then married the lead singer of yeah. Striper. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of weird. Yeah, weird little <laughs> And that's where it says monster squad too yeah. on yeah. the back, on the back. But the night janitor comes in, comes in and then, and it's not the night janitor anymore. No, but then the slugs come out of them and JC is like, what the fuck? And he lights a match. He ends up killing one and yeah. kills one with he fire. it. So he knows that fire kills it, but then he gets a slug to the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. One crawls up his pants and mm-hmm. he freaks out. He he jumps out of the stall, but he can't walk, so he falls. Yep. And then another one enters his mouth. And yeah. That's Aww, that. Poor JC. Yep. So, and then we cut back, and then Cindy's kind of telling uh, Chris what her theory is, and he's kind of like, okay. Yeah, yeah. she's like, there's you're, slugs. You're, and you're and by, this, by this time of the movie, uh, she's attracted to Chris now. Yeah. Yeah, she's because she was dating Bradster. Bradster. But he's a dick. Yeah. Yeah. And then we cut to the sorority mom uh, at the at her house, right? And all of a sudden you hear this weird banging sound coming from the the floorboards. And it's the axe murderer, like as a like a zombie corpse pops out and and kills her. Yeah. Uh, so we're like, oh shit, okay. Uh, that's when can also get in dead people. Yeah. And that's when we pretty much find out that what happened was Tom Atkins, when he was younger, came across the murder scene as the ax murderer was killing his ex-girlfriend in the car and her new boyfriend was getting slugs in his brain and he killed the ax murderer. Yep. He wrapped the ax murderer up and buried it because he was, did he was a rookie and he didn't know how to handle it and he didn't want to, he I don't took, know. Took matters into his own hands, and he tells Chris this, and Chris is like, "Oh, actually, I'm sorry. He didn't kill him at that point. He hunted him. He down. hunted him down, and yeah, he hunted yeah, him yeah. later. Yeah. yeah, and he killed him later. Yeah. And then he buried him because he didn't want to be accused of murder or whatever. But he buried him, and then they built the house mother's house on top of the burial site. Yeah. So at one point, this was this is. I had a question when I was watching this. At what point did the slugs, um, who knows, get get into the uh, axe murderer? Do you think? I don't know. And, but Atkins shoots it in the head, and he's like, I killed you once, you son of a bitch. Well, the slugs were around that sorority house anyway, because that's but the where the- slugs were also there with the axe murderer, too. Yeah, but that's where the axe murderer was buried, yeah. in that same lot. So they could have, we, they didn't show it happening, yeah. but that's- it's just, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, there was a part that they left out. Yeah, and Chris goes uh, back to his, his place, and uh, JC's not there, but he finds a tape uh, that he plays, and it's JC talking. And like his voice is all kind of messed up, and he basically tells him like, "Hey, I got one of these things in me. Um, I'm uh, I'm gonna die, uh, but you can but, kill him." But with here's fire. what you need to do, and I, like, I love you, buddy. Like, good luck. But it's more than I love you, buddy. I got that. Yeah, I got that <laughs> idea too. Like, I felt like there was a unrequited love thing going on. Yeah. You guys are good at picking up on that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Not or wrong. very diverse. Yeah. <laughs> very accepting. Mm. There you go. And by being accepting, I That's notice right. it. That's right. <laughs> but I think JC had a crush on Chris. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and then JC uh, kills himself in the boiler room. Yep. Yeah. So now Chris knows that fire kills him. Tom Atkins knows that there's slugs because he shot the corpse of the axe murder and slugs just poured out. There's slugs everywhere now. Yeah. Yep. So Tom Atkins takes JC and they go to get 
some weapons from uh, Dick Miller. Dick Miller. Miller. <laughs> I was like, oh, Dick, Dick Miller. Miller. So they get the uh, flamethrower. Yep. And and he asked they, for the requisition for him. He's like, oh, that's the funny thing is that yeah, the shot, I don't have the one. shotgun was the requisition the gun. for him. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they get the, they get the flamethrower. They got some shotguns. They go back to the sorority where it's pretty much all the slugs are like, yeah. And there's a big dance that's that night, which yeah. I didn't call it. Just the formal. <laughs> I think it's called the formal. I, okay. I think it was just for the sororities and the uh, fraternities okay. and they kind of like mingle. And all the together. guys are getting on a bus and then uh, the zombie dog gets on the bus too. No, yeah. no, no. That it causes them to crash. That's right. That's right. The dog runs or something. Yeah, It's, it's, it's standing in the middle of the street and the bus driver tries to avoid it and then yeah. hits another car. And yeah. 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 So now we've got a bunch of douchebags who are zombies. Zombies. Yeah. It's pretty interesting though that JC got infected but had time to record yeah. something and everybody yeah. else when they get infected, it's like immediate. Yeah, but JC's he's strong of mind. Not not of legs. He's a big heart. <laughs> not of legs. When he lacks legs, he makes up for brains and wit. <laughs> so the the, the douchebags on the bus really brings one of the best lines of oh, the whole movie. This is hands down, it's the one that I wrote down. But you go ahead no, no, and no, say no, no, go ahead. It's okay. it's great. So Tom Atkins is in the sorority and the bus pulls up with all he the looks out the window. He looks out the window. He looks out the window and he goes, good news and bad news, girls. The good news, your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I was like, this is the greatest line ever. He delivered it so oh, well. And, oh. might, and might I say, Tom Atkins, I think, does his best performance it that is, I've ever seen him in any movie in this movie. Hands down my favorite Tom Atkins And I believe it's Tom Atkins' it favorite is. It's movie. It's his favorite, I, yeah. yeah. He's terrific. Yeah. Um, so then there's a big battle, right? There's a big, yeah. like, you know, shootout. And now Cindy's involved, so they got, yeah. Yeah, she yeah she's got the flamethrower. Her and Chris are getting trapped. Tom Atkins is doing his own thing. And then he does this great, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, spin around. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, move, uh, which is great. And I, I, I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, he killed innocent people. Oh, <laughs> there's some collateral damage for sure. Yeah. They end uh, up in the basement with all the slugs. Yeah, yeah he's well, down there. Lighting, first, they go yeah. into like a like a shed. Yeah, um, and Chris kills yeah. one with a, a lawnmower. He kills the douchebag guy with a lawnmower, which is pretty sweet. Yep. <laughs> he says, "Later, dude." Yeah. <laughs> nice little kiss off yeah. line. Um, but then they all end up in the basement, yeah. and there's there's a mound of slugs. Yeah. And Tom Atkins is he's got duct tape over his mouth. Yeah, right? because yeah. he's like, I don't want them to get he's in. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then ultimately he kind of gives Chris this look and Cindy this look. And he's like, look, basically telling them, I'm not gonna live. I'm gonna sacrifice myself mm-hmm. to save all you. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So he's like, he starts counting down from 20. Yeah. Very slowly. He's very like, slowly. Followed by like 10 seconds of silence. 19. Yep. And so Chris is like, oh, I get it. He's counting down. <laughs> and so he runs out and Chris kind of counts along with him as they're both counting down at the same time. So Chris knows how, how much time they have to get out of the uh, house. And they get out and then the house blows up. And right before it happens, Chris uh, it cuts to him and he goes, detective, thrill me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, it blows up. and then the house blows up. And that's kind of the end. Kind of. And then, uh, so they have like, uh, Cindy and Chris have a little moment. It's like, oh, it's a nice tux. And they kiss. But then Atkins, uh, burnt up. He's body. all burnt up and he comes out of the house and he's got a cigarette, I think, hanging out of his yep. mouth, right? Yeah. Um, and we're like, oh my God, he made it. And, and then he falls over. Um, and then in front of his, a cemetery, his head opens up, all the, uh, you know, slugs come out and then the slugs run into a cemetery. Yeah. And then we get a little bookend of all of a sudden you see a, a spotlight hit the graveyard and the camera pans up and now there's the spaceship from the beginning of the movie is looking, searching for, searching for the canister or the slugs. And that's you. And that's the end. end. Now there was an alternate ending I heard. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, and it ends with the stroll, uh, which is just a cool song. I I love the way. That is a good song. My, my daughter was watching this with me. Yeah. What'd she think? She's six. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I thought it was a perfectly fine movie for her to watch. Now there's a couple of gratuitous some boobie boobies. shots. Yeah, yeah. But she didn't. She wasn't paying attention during those. She kind of was more at the end. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> is where she came back into the room and she starts dancing to the stroll. <laughs> She's like watching. It. <clears throat> My sister in law came over uh, then yesterday and she was telling her. She's like, she's like, uh, 
have you ever seen a movie? There's a guy and there's like these slugs. And my sister-in-law's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, we watched Night of the Creeps last night. And she's like, oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> but no, she liked it. She thought it was she thought it was good. She liked the ending. Um, but, uh, you know, I wrote down, I wrote down Crestridge Cemetery because that's what they show. They show the cemetery. Mm, right. And I thought it would have been a neat homage had it been the cemetery from like night of the living yeah, dead that would have been cool and that's how that all started oh, yeah. that would have been neat but so because i wrote down crestridge cemetery because i'm like is that the name of the one from night of the living dead and it wasn't but mm-hmm. i thought it would be cool if that that would have been cool if that was it Agreed. but um i haven't seen this movie a whole lot this was like the first time i've seen it in a long time um at least all the way through and i love this movie this movie is so much fun Mm-hmm. Of the three night of movies that we reviewed uh, this week, this is my highest rated one. Um, three and a half heads for me. It's just fun. It's just, it's just, it's funny. It's got the creep element to it. It's got some good. Like I said, Tom Atkins does great. Those two boys, uh, JC and Chris, their they're, their chemistry is yeah. really good. Yeah, they're yeah. very believable as best friends. Yeah, um, I went four. Um, this is one of this is a Mount Rushmore horror movie for me. I I love this movie. Um, it's not a perfect movie, so that's why I, I rate it four. Um, there's some stuff like I don't find it. It's not scary enough to completely no. work as a horror movie. It's a horror comedy. It's a horror comedy, um, and and so I think it loses a little bit there. And then there's just some stylistic stuff that, um, you know, that just kind of goes with the territory of having a low budget. Um, the alien stuff is a little strange. <laughs> I, but overall, the movie's hilarious. It's a great script. Um, everybody gives a great performance. It's got good action. The pacing is terrific. Um, yeah, I, I really can't say enough good things about the movie. And, and Tom Atkins, <laughs> perfect. Yep. Best performance uh, of his career, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah, I thought um, Night of the Creeps, um, I thought the dialogue was really interesting. I thought throughout, it was just very well written. Uh, great humor, uh, great action. Uh, I just wish it was a little longer. I, I wanted more. <laughs> um, I, I give it three and a half. Uh, my only gripe is towards the end. I, I wish there was, uh, I wish it was a little more drawn out with the, um, when, you know, when they're battling the, um, the, uh, frat boys. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they actually added that, that the scene in the shed. I heard, that, yeah, I heard that, too. that was yeah. Added, yeah because uh, I guess the producers or somebody or was test saying, audiences or something said they wanted more. Action. They wanted more, so and I know, thought that was a good scene to add. That was a good scene to add. You know, I just wish there was a little more, but uh, the characters are interesting. Every single character, even even some of the cops in the minor roles, um, just the interaction they had with uh, with Tom Atkins' character. And I love how there's all these homages. Yeah. to the horror greats at the time, right? You got yeah. Hooper and Raimi and Cronenberg. Well, what's interesting and- at the time with no internet, nobody really, unless you were like a super fan and you watched all these movies, a lot of people didn't pick up on it until the internet came out later and like, oh, that's well, Cronenberg's shit. name. And that's- yeah, well, shit, a, yeah. a lot of people probably didn't even realize who Cronenberg is right. at the time. Like that's that what I'm person. saying. That's true. That's what I'm saying. You know, they, didn't, they weren't watching movies. right around the time The Fly came out. Yeah, yeah right. they were they weren't they weren't watching movies to because of the director f- for the director right. they were watching movies yeah, yeah. for the actors exactly and so yeah. the names of the directors nobody give a shit about exactly and I think uh, Decker if I'm not mistaken was roommates with Shane Black um, mm-hmm. who also had a hand I think in touching up the in script a little it. bit yep. mm-hmm. and um, you know obviously he went on to lead the weapon, weapon. And, and yeah kiss kiss bang bang which, which is a good movie fantastic very movie. underrated not horror but go see no. it. But yeah, this this movie you probably can't just, go see it. Just buy it. <laughs> buy it now. This movie not a lot of uh not a lot of scary moments, but that's okay. I didn't need to be scared. Um I there was plenty of other elements that helped balance it out. You know, and I want to talk about that for a second. Horror movies aren't always about being scared. Right. Yeah. There's the genre has so many sub Yeah, there's very genres. few horror movies I actually find scary. Exactly. Yeah. So horror movies are just the genre that it falls into. It doesn't necessarily on the scale of scariness doesn't yeah. make it worse or better if it was scary or not. Yeah, I just want to have fun. Yeah. yeah. Thrill me. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the Miller timeline. <laughs> it's Miller time. It's Miller time. 
Um, very fun movie. So you yeah. said three and a half? Three and a half. I said four. You said three, three and a half. All right, so three and a half. Yeah. Sweet. So three and a half, it actually slightly above three 375. and a half. 375. Yeah. So um, I, I just really like the movie. Again, another movie that should be on my rotation once a year. And I know, David, you play it a lot when we're over here uh, for Halloween parties. It'll I play it. On. So I have an annual Halloween party. That movie is a tradition. I play it every year. And every year, someone at the party will come up to me and be like, what movie is this? I love it. <laughs> it, uh, it yeah, so. It's arguably the best B movie of the 1980s. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah, and it's probably and intentionally a B movie. And, so. and probably yeah. my favorite Tom Atkins movie. Yep. For yeah. sure. All right. Moving right along, 1988, we have a movie called Night of the Demons. Um, I had never seen this movie. Really? Really? No. This was my first time watching it. So here's kind of like a brief synopsis of the plot. Weirdo Angela throws a Halloween party at an old abandoned funeral home. And the party at the party, the group of friends unknowingly release demons who start possessing and killing young partygoers. That's yeah, the plot's pretty simple. <sighs> this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, think I like this movie more than you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you probably did because I didn't really like it. But so you like Night of You like Night of the Comet, but not Night of the Demons? No, I don't like Night of the Demons. Why? I want to hear why. First of all, the opening credits are three minutes and forty five seconds long. But you know you what? It. Oh, they cool. were they were cool. It's animated oh, and it's got fun synth. They were awesome. so boring. Why was it boring? It was just I was like, come on, can we get to the fucking movie already? Dude, that's funny because my notes actually literally wrote cool opening titles. Yeah, an- animated with fun synth music. No. Ghost haunted house cats. I thought it was an awesome <laughs> intro. No, I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> then the exposition in this movie. All right, then you must not like Tim Burton stuff. Oh, no, I like Tim Burton stuff, <laughs> but that's Tim Burton. It's in the same vein. Oh, shut up. This movie is not the same as a Tim Burton film. Uh, The exposition in this movie, there's the one character. I forget his name, but he's dressed up as a doctor. Uh, he's got like the scrubs on. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got a stethoscope, and he's always like, he's always like, well, you know what happened at this uh, whole house back in the day? My grandfather told me, and then he's like, come here, come listen to this underground. Yeah, use the stethoscope so they can listen to the river that runs underneath. And he knows everything. (laughs) He's like, well, you know what they used to say, and he goes off for five minute tangents about. The whole exposition of this is like, oh my fucking god! <laughs> not I didn't to think mention, it was that bad. Not to mention that you got Angela, who, pardon me, but she is the actress that played her. Well, you know now, you know she's I Rue McClanahan's. She's Rue McClanahan's niece. Yeah, but she's also a pet she talks psychic. To animals. All right, well, pet psychic. Whatever. Yeah. To each their own. Yeah, to each I'm sure own. it's a very honorable. Listen, profession. and I know your girl Linnea is in this. Oh, Linnea. This is the movie that she told us was her most fun to make. Hmm. Yeah. Because this is the movie that she met her husband. Ah, Yeah, I could see it was most fun to make. Absolutely. Um, When we were talking to her at Son of Monster Palooza, I asked her, I said, what was the best experience you had on a movie? And she said, Night of the Demons. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um, That scene is creepy, too, where she shoves the lipstick in her nipple. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I thought that was a great scene. It was pretty weird. (laughs) Um. (laughs) The exposition of this movie, uh, are, are these people friends? Okay, so that, th- th- I'm glad you brought that up. This is one of my biggest problems with the movie. It has that thing that, and I've mentioned this in other episodes, it drives me crazy in, in movies, is when you get the group of people who would never, ever be friends in real life. And this movie has that yeah. in well, spades. Well, here's what happens is it's basically you have Judy and uh, Jay at the beginning and... Jay tells her about the party that Angela's doing it. And, and they, they basically bring it up. Judy's like, Angela, she's weird. And he's like, yeah, but you know, it's going to be cool and this and that. So yeah, they don't hang out together, but it's basically how they get invited to the party. They just knew about it. They just knew about it. You know, Jay, so Angela didn't invite anybody. She was just like, well, people are going to know about it and they're going to come. Well, no, I think she did invite, um, a stooge. F- yeah. yeah stooge. stooge. Oh, this fucking guy. So, I got a lot to say. So about the him. guys, <laughs> so, okay. So the three in that car, they were invited, but Jay, his, his motive was to get with Judy. He wanted to sleep with Judy. So he, which one's Jay? Is that the Kirk Cameron looking guy? He's, yeah. He he's was the Judy's one, the curly boyfriend. haired guy. He's okay. the one that showed yeah, yeah. up at the house. Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And she offered him chocolate. <laughs> not the, not the Italian guy. <laughs> no. Was like, hey, that's, uh, uh, oh yeah. The, give the, me your, uh, the New Jersey guy. That's Sal. Sal. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Sal. Yeah. He was Sal, annoying. He's a but, fucking douche. But yeah. Jay and Judy didn't interact with Angela 
you know, before this party, but Jay was like, Hey, let's go to Angela's party. You know, he because thinks he's going to hook up with his her. Yeah, that's what his, his, you know, All so right. it's well, basically speaking of Judy. Can we get back to Judy real quick? Cause Judy's brother is a bit too fascinated with his sister's tits. Okay. Yeah, when he hides he's in the constantly closet. like, Oh, look at those bazongas. Yeah. Sis. He's got some good lines though. Like when, um, the, which guy is it that shows up at the house? It's the New Jersey guy or whatever. He goes, Judy's getting ready for a date, butthole. <laughs> which I, really, <laughs> right. I really like But that. listen, David, you and I both have sisters. Would you ever think of going up to your sister and being like, nice bazongas? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So he's a bit too fascinated. By the way, Stooge, that guy is the biggest dick. Yeah, he's an asshole. And he and uh, Raj. Oh, this fucking Judy says Raj. Raj, Raj, Raj. Raj. I thought it was an episode of (laughs) what's happening. There's a many times they said Raj. She says his name so much it's like who wrote this fucking script <laughs> fucking miss smith's fifth grade class <laughs> this, this movie really bothers you brett oh it's awful <laughs> and stooge is such a dick like he goes off on that helen girl like i don't know why helen even hangs out shut with up him. and drive bitch <laughs> yeah he keeps calling her a bitch he keeps telling her to shut up yeah even when he tells somebody to eat a bowl of fuck yeah, I did like that though, because that reminded too. me of uh, <laughs> Angry Video Game. Man. Um, I like that line too. Uh, okay, opening lines. There are some good lines. Like we get the Count Dingleberry, the flaming asshole of Transylvania. I thought that was. Oh, I thought the dialogue was awesome. Dialogue sucks. The house. Why does it suck? Because it's lame. The house has been abandoned for how long? How long has this house been abandoned for? I don't know. I don't know either. But the gas is still on. The gas is still on. Who's paying the bill? why are the streets of la empty at night of the comet i'm gonna read because everybody's dead okay so all the cars disappeared too well everybody was watching the comet shut up (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's that's pretty much my notes for it i I think this movie sucked (laughs) i took a lot of notes so they have a seance at the party um and then it essentially awakens demons that are in this haunted house and it slowly possesses each of them and oh yeah, <laughs> I th- I thought I thought right, the way that was done was pretty cool. I was a little excited as a fan of the band Bauhaus to get a little Stigmata Martyr. Oh yeah, uh, that was kind of a cool. Oh, scene. that was the other thing too is the end song during the end credits, the Beast Inside. That song, that song sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> I don't like this movie. I think this movie was really bad. Um, but. Go ahead. What do you like about the movie? Let's let's go through the things that you like. Um, I thought all the characters are interesting. Um, I know, yeah, Stooge was a jerk, and you know, and, um, and to that point, I will say this: like, I'm kind of glad he was a jerk because I'm I'm okay with him dying. Then, yeah, right. Like when yeah. when people are presented as jerks, then it's like I'm okay with them dying. So yeah, but like, also as the audience, when they're presented as a jerk, you also know they're going to die. So yeah, that's that's some too. of the fun out of it. Yeah, I mean, you have kind of the. Um, you have the different characters. You kind of have the goth girl. Well, and going back the, to Night of the Creeps that had a lot of nods to other movies, there was some of that in this movie too. Like yeah. Sal's last name was Romero. Yeah. Which I know was definitely, that uh, was a wink. Yeah, I I thought it was a fun. Hey, this is Sal. Sal Romero. <laughs> I thought it was a fun take on like a, you know, kind of a teen 80s survival, but you know, it wasn't, it took it a step up from the slasher uh, that we've been seeing up until that point in the eighties. Uh, the acting was so, so I wasn't too crazy about that. Acting's but pretty bad. Yeah. You know, the acting, it wasn't, there's some weird stuff too. Like at the end of the movie, when they're trying to get over this wall, because yeah. they determine if you get over the wall, the demons can't cross they can't it because they can't the cross the river that's underneath the river. Yeah. Yeah. We got um, that from the exposition yeah. that doctors. So fucking nuts when they're on the wall, <laughs> when they're on the wall, the demons who have all sorts of crazy powers, the entire movie are incapable of pulling her. Like they have her leg, but they just can't muster the strength to, to pull her back. Yeah. Uh, and she gets away. Yeah. And then she thinks, she thinks a, a crematorium is a door. Oh, look at this door. It's like a fucking oven. <laughs> <laughs> it's a door. <laughs> no, but I, I thought it was a fun, I thought it was a fun movie. And there's a weird um, little bookend story about a guy who's oh, putting razor blades. That I did like. Uh, in Apple. Yeah. I like that fucking the old, old man. man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the old man razor blade ending. He cuts his own throat with uh, apple pie, and his wife just gives him a kiss. Yeah. Aww, yeah, I mean. You're adorable. <laughs> you know, thinking back to a movie like um, Jack Frost, you, you guys like that movie, right? 
It didn't take itself seriously. I don't think this movie took itself seriously either. See, I think this movie did try to take itself seriously. Okay, so with the old lady at the end who smiles as her husband's bleeding to death on the all table. Right. Well, that's a little wink and nod. You know, yeah. come on. All right, all right, all right. I'll give that to you. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought Listen, it was... I didn't rate... I'll tell you what I rated this, but... Let's do it. It's yeah. not It's not as bad as like what you rated Night of the Comet. What'd you get Night of the Comet? One and one a half. half. All right, Ouch. it is as bad. I gave it one and a half. Okay. Oh. I'm, you know, I mean... <laughs> I gave it one and a half. Listen, there is some redeeming qualities to it. I just... I... I was waiting for the movie to end. Like you were with night of the comet. I was kind of like, all right, I'm done. I'm done with this movie. Yeah. This. Okay. So since we're doing this show on these three movies and I, we all like night of the creeps. That's we, we all like night of the creeps. We all think that's great. Now, if we go back to night of the comet, I wasn't too crazy about it. With night of the demons. What I like better about night of the demons is that there's a little more character variety. The dialogue is much better. Granted, it the acting's not that good, but neither was Night of the Comet. So I would say about the same with the acting. Okay, go ahead. But I would say the dialogue in, in Night of the Demons was, it was, it was a lot more fun. Even the, the kid brother just saying stuff to Jay, like I just thought it was entertaining Did you throughout. like that the demons all talked like Dr. Claw from Inspector Yeah, I, Yeah. Stop looking at me. Yeah, I thought it was... I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was just total fun. What? Doesn't that hurt your throat? (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm just going to do a whole episode. (laughs) I just talk like this. I just thought it was fun throughout. um, And the characters were way more interesting than Night of the Comet. I just thought it was. So heads. I thought it was dull for the most part, Night of the Comet. heads? Sorry, that's the last one. Night of the Demons. I give it a solid three. Ooh. Yeah. See, I was kind of torn between two and two and a half, and I went two and a half on this one, but there are a lot of things wrong with it. Um, but it, I found it to be just kind of a mindless, fun movie. Like, this is a put on the put on in the background, and you don't have to really pay attention. I, I, give, it th- I give it three for Linnea. And the scene at the convenience store. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, okay. and oh the, that's where the Pac-Man, the, by the, the way, they're they're playing a video game and the, the Pac-Man Atari 2600 sound is the sound yeah. in the oh, background. Yeah. And there's a Gyrus arcade cameo. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So. so they're playing Gyrus, She's like got Pac-Man. That's right. She's bending over and distracting the clerks while the friends steal booze oh, and she party does supplies. Say, do you guys have sour balls? We sure do. You probably don't get a lot of blowjobs. That's now. That's what I'm talking about. That dialogue, that style of dialogue yeah. throughout the movie, just kept it interesting. There, it kept that it does fun. remind me of something like Rob Zombie would write in. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of liquor. there's a lot of little yeah, yeah. one liner kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, listen, of the three, I don't think it's as good as the other two, but I do want to watch the sequel. Yeah, and there's a few, right? I think so. And the same Angela is in. Yeah, the which sequel. one does she start communicating with animals? <laughs> I think that real life. So I'm going to skip that one. <laughs> um, listen, Linnea does okay. Linnea is Linnea Quigley, no matter what she's in. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was fun because I was like, oh, when we had the conversation with her, she did bring up this movie, and I had never seen it. And yeah. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, it's campy fun, yeah, and I, I, I take it for what it is, and yeah. I give it a solid three. Yeah. And, you know, I just thought it was more entertaining than Night of the Comet. Yeah, and to each their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, some people are right, me, and some people are wrong. <laughs> you know? As long um, as we all agree that Night of the Creeps is great and yeah. the best of the three. <laughs> that is yeah. true. That is true. So overall, I think it probably gets the same average as Night of the Comet. It gets about a two, a little bit over a two. Yeah. Pamela Voorhees heads, which means you should watch it. Um, I definitely wouldn't discourage anybody from watching it. There's a lot of movies that I hate yeah, that I would tell a, people to watch. And again, I'm going to say, you know, it doesn't matter what we rate it, you know, give it a viewing, check it out for yourself. You never know. Yeah. And when I say Alan's insane, I don't mean he's literally insane. <laughs> he's just got bad taste in movies. <laughs> uh, listen, we went from one episode where we all agreed everything and now we're disagreeing. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Healthy conflict. <laughs> Linnea agree, agrees with me, so that's all that matters. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if she would say it was a good movie. She just had a lot of fun making the movie. Yeah, it was a fun movie, you know. It's... Fun to make. Return of the Living Dead is a much better movie that she was in. Yes. I wouldn't compare the two, but yeah, I like I love Brett just did. did. You're going to compare Night of the Comet to Night of the Demons. <laughs> Why wouldn't you compare this to well, that? Well, because we're doing it in this episode. Oh, Jesus. But... Uh, <laughs> You, know. you guys are adorable. <laughs> you got demons in one and uh, zombies in the other. But, you know. 
Well, if you have a strong opinion about any night of the movies, um, please contact us. Where can they contact us, David? You can follow us on Twitter, where we are the Swearwolves. We have a lot of fun on Twitter, so. <laughs> we do. Yeah, so talk And to we us. post on Facebook quite a bit, we, too. Yeah, yeah. And we're on Facebook. We're the Swearwolves there, too. Uh, you can also go to our website, which is theswearwolves.com, or you can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. And have a night of the night. <laughs> Good night of the night. Have a night of the something. Alexa, give me a quote from Night of the Creeps. Here's a quote from the film Night of the Creeps. I got good news and bad news. Girls, the good news is your dates are here. Alexa, you blew the fucking punchline. Come on. I'd rather not answer that. (laughs) (laughs) All right then, teach their own.